Oh, the sweet blues riffs of the man himself, Stephen Sensei Seagal. Murray, you're a big blues fan, right? No, just when Steven Seagal's doing it. Yeah. I mean, did you watch that video I sent you earlier today? 13 times. By the way, the praise for Steven Seagal is already over. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. So, no, I'm going to give him a minor praise near the end, no, and I'll explain You it. got some praise for him? But, yeah, I'm going to hammer this motherfucker all for the Dude. Next, I mean, this might go two hours, people, so just strap yourselves in. I'm glad, you, fuck this I'm glad you threw the, uh, the advert out there right away because... Yeah. I mean, in our first, I think the first one we did was Hard to Kill. Yeah. And we thought hard, we were going to get... Hard to take. Hard. hard. <laughs> yeah. It took me a few rings around the old brain to understand yeah. what you did there. That was good. But I thought we were going to get through that movie in like 80 minutes. That movie took us two hours. There's so much loathsomeness that goes with Steven Seagal. You can't just let it slide. You have to point it out every time you see it. And there's so much in this movie. So... Before we get into some of the common occurrences in his movies, I just want to point out in that YouTube video, which is labeled Steven Seagal, fucking blues guitar god. And there's all these cuts of him and his uh, Eddie Munster hair, as one person said in there, which is pretty accurate. Yeah. It's like bolted on at this point because mm-hmm. this is probably like 60-year-old Steven Seagal. I think Seagal. he wears one of those like rubber Dracula-like <laughs> things for Halloween. Oh, yeah. It's got to be. So he is supposedly putting out this sweet blues riff. Only problem is it looks like an animatronic playing a guitar from, like, the Chuck E. Cheese stage. It's really, really bad. And then there was so one. So you're saying he's just miming to something or piping <laughs> yes. it in? The worst part about it is they zoom in on him, and you see the full body of his guitar. His guitar's not plugged in. I'm not shocked. So clearly they just did this music video, but even in the music video, he's like, you know what? I did it right the other day. I can't do it right now. I hate this man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I mean, first of all, you know my relationship with Zen Master Seagal. When it comes to all things spiritual and philosophical, I bow, I kneel before him. You kneel before him. He makes people kneel but before him. But when it comes him. to acting, fuck this guy. And I'm going to hammer him for the next two hours. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not in a good mood to begin with. This put me in even a worse mode. So, Murray, some of these things we're expecting to see, uh, all of our listeners, this is what you could expect to see of a typical Steven Seagal movie. Women fucking want him. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. So he's usually married, though. Well, yeah. And in this... Forbidden Fruit? Yeah. In this movie, of course... But it's always like a rocky relationship, because he's so dedicated to his job. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know. So, So in this movie... And uh, much like uh, our previous Hard to Kill movie, he's married. Uh, Hard to Kill, he was in a great relationship. This yeah. one, on the rocks, but he's got a son. He was a little more creative with this name. Last movie, it was Sonny. This one, it's uh, Tony. 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 Yeah, everyone <laughs> has a stereotypical like uh, Italian name. So it's Tony, Joey, Vinny, Tommy. Yeah. Everybody's name ends with a Y, except Every- for... Our man Steven Seagal, who's <laughs> Gino Fellino. That's Fuck, a, it's a good, it's Gino a great name. Fucking Fellino, I love that. Could I they, love it. Why don't? Why not just call him Guido Wapolini or some <laughs> shit? Like it's the most stereotypical, like, but yet not Italian name. Well, clearly, what's happening Gino here? Fucking Fellino. You brought this to my attention. 
that Steven Seagal had production rights on this movie. Well, yeah, he was one of the producers. And when you watch this movie, you can tell it's got the stink of Steven Seagal's fingers all oh, over it. Oh, you can it. tell he, he, he punched up the script, as he yeah. would say. And um, he definitely, words that I'm saying in sentence, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> I for completely forgot he's what produced, I was. Gonna say. He's produced the movie. Well, yes, that's where we were going. That's where that's where we were going. I don't know where you were going? So what I where I was going? We're catching up okay. again. If I remember, I'm deleting that part. <laughs> I probably won't remember though. Um, well, we lo- we joke about Golden Globus catching onto a stereotype and just rolling with right. it. Stephen clearly our characterization in a Golden Globus. Yes. Movie. He clearly went to Brooklyn or just watched something on TV. He watched, I think, the first half of The Godfather. And says, I got it. I know Italians. Yes. Because what's, what, have we ever figured out what the fuck Steven Seagal is? He ain't Italian. He's, like a, he's the world's most famous fake Italian because he always played Italians in his movies, but he's not a. Oh, the, did he? Well, in the first few, he did. Oh, he wow. always He always played that character that was like from the streets, but then. Went the right way, became a cop. But he, yeah, he knew he, he could get down and dirty if needed. He's to. always trying to be the American success story, the American dream. I lived a hard life. I stole. I robbed. I intimidated, and now I'm a cop. Who would have thought? Doing right, doing right for justice. Great Trump impression. You did I <laughs> that was like all. Big guy, I guess. Yeah. So he basically tells one of the actors in this movie. William Forsythe, who we last saw in Stone Cold, he was the hench- I, the main henchman. I knew I saw him from he's, somewhere. He's, he's, he's one of those guys like like Billy Drago. This pops up in a million things. Yeah, and you're like, oh yeah, I remember that guy. I n- I'm disappointed. Nobody has cared about my dumb interpretation of him, which is vaudevillian crack addict. No one cares. But that you you brought I, up. Yeah, I feel he reminds me of a Chris Farley character that never happened. Yeah, because like, he's like kind of a sloppy fat guy. Yep, he's got like, the he bowl like cut. Always pulling his pants up. Yep, you know? he's got the goofy, you know, like uh, gap tooth smile and everything. So it, it works perfectly. Yeah, well, yeah, this is a shows what a fucking douche Seagal is. So William Forsythe, who's from Brooklyn, by the way, uh, Seagal takes him aside during filming, goes. You really need to work on your Brooklyn accent. It's just not good. It's not good enough. And apparently everybody on the set fucking hated Steven Seagal. And it shows. I mean, it's a good thing. Or maybe so somebody... I hate him watching it. So I can imagine like doing it with him. Would this might... This... I'm, I'm going to float something your way. Because you brought something to my attention. Another thing to my attention. All these things you bring to my attention. His hair... For the movie, at least I got a this bulk, from a reliable source on Twitter. At least a bulk of the scenes, his ponytail is a clip-on. That's what I heard. I can't neither confirm nor deny it. I, from, I got it from a reliable source. And I have to Twitter. imagine that he had a ponytail coming into the movie, because I can imagine how proud he would be of that bad boy. Well, when I heard it was a clip-on, I almost... Cut off my Nang, Nang Chan in protest. Yeah. That's how I, upset I was. I think someone ripped it off him. I think Bosworth himself came by and ripped it off. I think that's the only reasonable explanation. Like, like when the Beatles, like girls, would try to clip their hair off. I bet some 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 she was hot for him, but he he was too good for her. He's like, I'm not fucking you. I think she snipped off his. I think that was Roxanne who dies in the movie. Oh, I think, okay. really, I think he really killed her. I think so. <laughs> 
<laughs> you don't t- you don't fuck with a man's Nang Chan unless you want to caress it or oil it or some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Dothraki type of scene in Game of Thrones. It's very similar, yeah. Ugh. I just finished that the, that series. I reread it, and oh you man, finish the series because no one's going to finish the series. It's never going to get finished. Yeah, yeah. I finished the series up until what's available. Man, what a load off my shoulders. Fun ride, but wow, is it long. So um, now that I've completely gone off track here to Game of Thrones, why don't we just do? You, do you got anything else uh, to say? We're going to be torching them all movies. He's a so. loathsome piece of shit, and this episode we're. Out for justice. It's miles from civilization. Give the arm, huh? But just one subway stop from Manhattan. Hey, you want a party? Brooklyn. <laughs> they were friends. Ever since we was little. Born on these streets. One of us. Family. Now, after 15 years. Who ever thought that I would have become a cop, huh? They will play cops and robbers one more time. But this time... Richie got out of the car and just stepped up. Bang. It's no game. Three of his crew were with him. Steven Seagal. I know this guy better than anybody else. I know the neighborhood better than anybody else. Out for justice. I'm going to keep coming back until somebody remembers seeing Richie. You know, you know our ways. He must be dealt with by us. Over here, Sal. This guy before you do. You know what I'm gonna do. So you still call me here like a girl. The body count's going up, you know. I'm starting to get in a bad mood, you know. Maybe it's like a mood swing, my hormones, I don't know. In this neighborhood, someone's got to take out the garbage. Steven Seagal, out for justice. And welcome back. I apologize for whatever accents you had to hear for that trailer. Guys, we had it much worse. I I mean, I watched this movie twice, and I listened to it today because it's so hard to understand. Sensei Seagal is at his mumbliest in this movie. Definitely went to the school of Billy Drago acting, but... It somehow failed. Yeah. He does not get a passing grade. Oh, no. I well, I brought this up, and there's going to be a scene later that really, like, me and Murray were talking about it while you were watching, and, you know, we were saying how he definitely went to the school of Billy Drago, but then there's a scene later where he's caressing an instrument while talking. You can tell this is instruction from the Billy Drago school. I heard he was acting. a consultant on the, the movie, but he got fired because of... Uh, he probably showed up with a better ponytail. Well, yeah, and I mean I Drago always had great hair. That's probably it because it was like there was they 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 said it's best left unsaid, but he's no longer working with us. So there's more details that we're gonna reveal because people don't seem to know about the whole arc uh, structure of the Billy Drago school of hand acting. So we'll get into that later, but for now. We've got a sting operation to got to start out an action movie with some with an action scene. Get yeah, reel them in. It's always a setup. There's I was always they a sting at the operation. Wars. I was expecting the war. I was expecting a war too. Like when I was trying to remember what happened just now, I was imagining a war. Yeah, because 
90% of the movies, it happens at the wharves. No, they're just in some slum, which, according to this yeah. movie, every street in Brooklyn was a slum. Yeah. So this particular slum, they're supposed to be staking out like some kind of drug drug operation, some you got, you got drug, drug deal, Drago on the a Drago option. Yeah, I mean, yeah, some kind of drug sting. So they're him and his partner, he's Gino and his partner Bobby. Bobby are chilling in their car, waiting for the. And it's just it's like minutes away. Yeah, I mean, they've been working for years. On this moment, yep. right now. But as luck would have it, or bad luck would bad have luck. it. Bad luck. At the corner of his eye, Gino spots a pimp beating the shit out of a prostitute. It's it's bad. Because I don't know why. He uh, didn't have his money. All I remember him saying is, am I the telephone company? <laughs> I was like, I don't know what that means. Yeah, but... he was, he was, he was, he, that guy did not go to the school of Billy Drago. Yeah. He was very over the top. I, I have no idea what that meant, but his follow through was just slapping her saying. He was punching her. He, he was, was punching her? Yeah, oh, he punched shit. punched her in the eye. And that's, Gino can't stand for that because he's a gentleman. He was raised to be a good Italian yeah. boy. So you got Bobby talking over, Gino, just stay where you are. We got this thing operation. We're busy. Well, Bobby's a little nervous, too. A little yeah. foreshadowing. And he's like, you all right, Bobby? How you doing, man? How's the kids? How's the wife? Hmm. And I want to point out, he really nails the Brooklyn accent because he, he finishes every sentence with, forget about it. Forget about so, it. So I was like, man, that sounds so authentic, man. <laughs> There's so many forget about it. So Bob's like, no, it's nothing. I'm, I'm okay. Okay. And then, then, then he spots the, the, the yeah. p- hooker beat down. So like a dog chasing a car, he's just like, fuck it. I got to go get him. Yeah. Bobby radios the other police. Like, what's he doing? What's he doing? He's going after some fucking pimp. A prostitute's getting pissed on or something. So he's going. So we got Seagal. He's squaring up with the fucking pimp. He's got a gun to his face already. You probably shouldn't do that. Um, and all the other cops are just like, well, I guess we'll just stand by and control the scene. They don't really help much when Seagal starts throwing the pimp through fucking windows and shit, because the pimp was like, I bet I could take you out in one swing. And Seagal's like, oh yeah, let me put my gun on the ground. The pimp is the only character in the movie that's not scared of Seagal. He really is. (laughs) But as Seagal always does, it's always, let me even the playing field. Right. He does that 14 times in the movie. Yeah, so he, he takes the clip out of his gun 14 times in the yeah, movie. Yeah. To, takes, to take, show you that he doesn't need a gun. Yeah. So he takes it out, leaves it on the ground. Pimp tries to punch him. Sensei dodges it. He's read this breeze a million times. Did he ever times. get punched one time in this movie? I don't think so. No. <laughs> and there is multiple like jump scare moments where you're like, oh, he's going to get punched this time, or he's running down a hallway all flailing and w- awkward running that he picked up from God knows where. And, uh, you know, someone jumped out of corner. No, not even then. Yeah. So yeah, obviously the Nang Chen was working. Destroys this pimp, throws him through a windshield, and then we get that great shot of him. Like, you see the pimp. It's like a pimp's eye view, POV. <laughs> <laughs> PEV, and you see Seagal with this smirk on his face, and then it goes Steven Seagal right across the screen. Bam, 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 bam. For justice. So we're gonna check in on our villains. We know how much of a badass Steven Seagal is gonna be in this movie. What's going on with our villains? Well, our buddy I, Richie, he's grip. He's, he's what we call in the streets sucking the glass dick. Yeah, he's smoking the fuck out of this crack pipe. Oh Jesus, and. His buddies, they're they just they're about like booze. They don't. They just said no. 
Yeah. I'd like but that. But they don't want to judge. They don't want to drug shame him, so they're letting him do his thing. Again, another touch I think Seagal put in there. There was the guy in Zubaz with a tucked in Brooklyn shirt. It like, lets you know where we're at. Everybody had like something to tie him to Brooklyn. Some guy had like a like an aquamarine like sweatsuit on. <laughs> yes, was... that's right. Oh, and so they're like at their like hideout, hideout. Some some kind of hideout. I don't think we ever see it again. No, we don't. We don't. And we were talking about this. What was the point of this scene? My guess is he's got like a safe in the floor. And he opens it up, and it's full. Of, it's not even that. It's, it's not even that it's full. Probably about ten grand. And yeah, and that we because because Richie's obviously out of his fucking. The whole point is Richie's out of his mind on crack. Yeah, and so we're guessing because he's like, hey man, there's more of that. You know, like I don't even know what Richie's plan was. Did he have a plan? Oh, I we yeah, I do know what his plan is. It happens like five minutes later in the scene. But he, yeah. I guess this is his way because they obviously they're not blind. He's cracked out, but they're like, shit, that's a lot of money there. Yeah, a lot of money there. <laughs> so they go along with him. That's like the the cheese he gives these mice. That'll buy us a lot of beer and uh, and uh, slices. So if you're wondering why are these people working with this crazy addict crack, this is why it's all about the it, Benjamins. It still makes no sense, especially considering yeah, this is whole a personal I, vendetta. I, don't know, I tried to, I tried to do something. I, you you did. I tried my best. You really tried. There is no reason for Richie. There's no there's no <laughs> contention here. So cut to the streets of Brooklyn. Our buddy uh, Bobby. And his wife and kid yeah. out on a stroll looking to buy some fruit and vegetables. You know, like just heading off the bodega. The and Richie just shows up, comes out of his car, and just fucking caps Bobby. Boom, 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 boom. He shoots him in the chest like oh. ten times. And then he throws like a, like something down on his a chest. A Polaroid, yeah. And then for good measure, he shoots him in the head. He's One more time. And this is done, again, broad daylight, plenty of people around. Wife comes out to see the action, looks Richie in the eye. There is 45 eyewitnesses to this murder. This is oh, good. This is a big thing we, we have issue with here. But we'll we'll continue. So and, tr- well, and, we're, and we you know, if you, I mean we all know. We've all been in the mob. We've been around the mob. Yeah. You never kill a guy in front of his family. That is a no-no. Of course. So this is out out of control Richie is. So they head into their car. And they're storming off the, you know, they're just driving away. They're finally taking it seriously, and they're peeling off. And then they turn under a bridge, and there's this woman there. It's a red light. It's a, it's, it's not even a real red light. It's like a fake red light. So they're like, come on, let's go, let's go. And she's like, it's a red light. Richie won't have any of that. So Richie. That's uh, why I take the hit off that crack pipe. Yeah, that. Oh. Heads out there. All the boys, fucking turquoise is in there. Zubaz is in there. Like, Richie, what are you doing? You got to get back in here. We got to get out of here. We got to get out. Butchie was in there. Who? The guy, the character named Butchie. I just want to point out because everyone has to put a Y on the end. Like, no, I, I would, I'd be Butch. I would be Butchie. <laughs> Butchie. I know him because he, he has a tattoo on his neck. That's, that's oh, the that? only characteristic he has. Was because that like, Butchie? Yes, that's yeah, Butchie. That wasn't Zubaz? Or... Butchie was seen at the scene of the crime, too. Oh, interesting. We're putting this whole crime together right. like this movie doesn't. CSI in this motherfucker. So Richie gets out, and this woman's like, what What kind of problem you got? Forget about it. Brooklyn. <laughs> so he fucking grabs her hair, rips her out of the passenger window, 
shoots her in the head. A dummy replaces her, and he just lets her drop. Bobby, I don't know about this. This is kind of crazy. Forget about it. Forget about it. Just take off. Bobby, of course, or Richie is just fucking put it in drive, and let's all forget about it. (laughs) So let's let's get out of here. Cut back. This is the scene that proves that, that Sensei Seagal is a great father. He's not... A great fa- excuse me, great father? No. A greatest father? It's better. <laughs> Best father. That's right. Just like the shirts. Because he sees his kid once a month. <laughs> he does. It literally is once a month. Because there is marriage. They're not divorced. They're going through a divorce. Yes. But they still, he only wanted the kid one weekend a month. Yes. And so he's like, he's got, he's got fucking beautiful ass. Vest on, deep V. Oh, it's so... Showing it's, off those it's doughy horrible. arms. It's horrible. It's somehow... This movie had no detail at all, and somehow this vest had all of the detail in it. I don't get it. And I, I want to point out, I don't know if you picked up on it, even though he's he's the, the Don, he's the Mac, he's still got his katana. I did see that. No. Hallway. No, you Never better believe. you, sadly. I don't know why. Yeah. It was, a, it was a nod to his former characters, I think. Yeah. There is stick fighting, though, which is... Yes. The worst scene in this movie. I fucking hate that scene. Anyways. Um, so he's like, the son, of course he idolizes. He's got the perfect dad. Yeah. And they're, you know, and if you're a great dad, what do you do? You play ball. You play catch. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Have you finished all your homework yet? Like, Dad, I've been doing homework for nine fucking hours because yeah, you, you don't know how to be a father. Yeah, this is like Sunday night. You picked me up Friday and then left. I haven't yeah. seen you. Like, oh, yeah. Who are you again? <laughs> I'm Tony, your son. <laughs> so, finally, he's like, okay, you can put your homework on pause for a little while. Let's go play a couple catches. I got to go bang a chick later on. It's the only time I got to throw the ball. <laughs> I think Seagal does not know how to play catch, and that's why he's afraid oh, to play catch. he throws like that. Yeah. Oh, he throws about as well as he runs, I think. Yeah. So, just, just, yes, just, ju- just as they get out the door, the phone rings. Sorry, Tony, I gotta answer this. This is real important. It could be anybody. It could be your mom. He thinks it's the chick he's gonna bang later tonight. It's so. totally the chick he's gonna bang. Oh. Picks up that phone. What? Bobby. Dead. Bodega. Pooped himself. <laughs> Hold on, I'll be right there. Sorry, son. Gotta cut it short. Go get daddy's go get daddy's beret. <laughs> I got, I got cried. He calls up his wife. She's like, Gino, you know, your kid idolizes you. What the fuck? Forget about it. Brooklyn. (laughs) Don't forget about your son. (laughs) He's like, I know, but this is Bobby. Okay. I didn't know it was Bobby. I'll be over there. Do what you got to do. Leave him alone. He's, he's, He's five years old. Leave him alone. Put him in the put him in the safe room. Lock him, him in, in there. Put him in the tub. <laughs> Give him a chocolate bar and orange juice in case he c- creates some kind of so, drug addiction. Cut to the bodega scene. Our man, fucking Gino, has his beret on. Yes, this is what a douche Seagal was. He's like, you know, berets. I'm gonna make that like a thing, dude. I thought this was gonna be a huge part of this movie. It's only in this scene. Yeah, but it makes a statement. It really does. I, I was waiting for the scene where the captain comes up and lists off his credentials. I was shy he didn't come. I was like, I was, I was going to wait. Like, Gino, you became a Green Beret at 16, the youngest ever. 
You're the yeah. youngest man ever to win the Congressional Medal of Honor. And I, thought, I thought that was the, the beret was Ford. Show off yeah. the Special Forces past. We don't know. Maybe, yeah. maybe it was like cut. It was like you know they had to tighten the script a little. Right. I know you were only 14 when we asked you to go get Saddam out of uh, wherever Saddam was. But look, this is the mob we're talking about. It's a whole different game. No, Skull can do it. Well, of course he can do it because he makes sure the captain knows. He's like, this is my neighborhood. These are my people. Only I can do it. Call off the search for Richie. I'm going to search for Richie. Call off the search. No one else can do this, <laughs> just me. This sounds He's like... He's the only guy on the New York police force from Brooklyn, apparently. And he's just like, you're right. We'll give you 24 hours. He's like, you're not just going to give me 24 hours. You're going to give me a shotgun, all the ammo, a radio, and a jacket or a shirt. I don't know it was, which it was, one. It was a blouse. It was I a blouse? it was a blouse. You want to go for blouse? It was billowy. Let's do blouse. And he's like, he hands him a shotgun. You didn't get this for me. Yeah. Wink. And then the naggy wife shows up. Chino. What's that kid's name again? Oh, man. I, wait, did you Tone, put t- Tony? Yeah, he's somewhere. Ronnie? You got it. You got it. See your kid, you're just too dedicated to the job. It's Bobby. Okay, I get it. So he, he so he make first line because he's like he's practically a made man, even though he's not. That's how like right. the mafia loves him, the cops love him, everybody loves Gino. So Gino goes to like the deli or whatever that the the mobsters hang out at. It was a restaurant. And we get like a scene of the Don actually like speaking amongst his people and they're exp- court. Yeah, they're like speaking about, oh, man, this Richie situation is getting fucked up. And as they're talking about him, like Gino walks in and he's got that pillowy shirt on tight ass black jeans. Bray he's, gone. Bray gone. Talked. What, what was our no, no retreat, no surrender kid? Jason. I want to say his like name that. is Jason. Always tucks that. Pillowy yeah, blouse and he, he's he's rocking the Hank Hill body. Yeah, he's got the big gut and yeah, flat ass, flat ass, and spindly legs. Yeah, <laughs> he's looking good. Doesn't matter how much fighting he does, the the shirt never pops out of no, those jeans. Never. It's impressive. It, well, it probably goes down to his knees. He's like wearing a night shirt. And this this blew my fucking mind because there's a scene. This character, the only character, talk shit to him and get away with it. Because like, hey, you still you still comb your hair like a girl. Oh my God! We yeah we how, we spent like forty five minutes at the comic book shop talking about how Steven Seagal did not murder that man on the spot. Yeah, like how did he leave that in the movie? Well, I wasn't he the same guy that later on is in the bar. Who, I think okay. yeah, who's constantly like I'm so, a made man. He, I think that's why it's just respect to like the Don. He let it slide. Yeah, and also he realized the guy was jealous of this. Are you saying movie. Steven Seagal worked in layers to this movie? Yes. Jesus saying. Christ, that's interesting. And a little back for foreshadow. Yeah. And so, like, I mean, he goes back to the back room with Don's, like, hanging out. And the Don immediately is apologetic. Because everybody is apologetic and yeah. de- defers to Gino. Yeah. So he's like, oh, man, I, but I know we, we were, like, we're the mob and you're the cops, but you never kill a man in front Dude, of his family. Dude, it's, it's, it's disgusting how far the Don reaches out to Seagal to, you know, show his, you know, like, apologies touching his hand he calls his giant goon who's always in like the background he rubs his shoulders to shoulders you know loosen him up gets a little action puncture going there it's, it's the whole nine yards he's just like 
I'm so sorry. We didn't know. Like Richie went on his own, man. We did not need to call this yeah. in. Yeah, we please. Didn't. I'm begging you. you believe kn- me. I wouldn't lie to you, Gino. I love you. You know we wouldn't do this. We wouldn't wrong a guy right on the streets in front of his wife and family. And, he, and then, but then he's like, he, like, we're looking for him because you know, like, we got to take care of this. But let the cops stand up because you know, Richie, what's he gonna get? Seven, ten, maybe years in yeah. prison for what he did. He fucking murdered a police officer in broad daylight. That's a life sentence, people. Seven to ten years. Of course, we got to have our classic pussy-ass judicial system, like, you know, line in these movies. Yeah. And they're like, so, like, Gino, if you kill him, we didn't hear anything about it. But we're looking for him, too. We're, we, we're on the job. Don't worry about it. He will not survive the night. So... Because we didn't know what else to put in this scene. We just have Seagal. He's driving. He needs more buildup on how nice of a guy is. We're like, why does his wife still love him? You can tell his wife still loves him. Why does his son look up to him? Why does his partner look up to him? Why does the Don look up to him? Why does the Don look up to him? Well, it's because of situations like this one exactly. He's driving. He sees a stupid bumper sticker. He's still being cool about it, though. He's like, what, kill them all? Like, God sort them out? What kind of goon is this guy? This, it's like this rusted out station wagon. Yeah. This guy's no stuff. It, it's a hoarder station wagon, too. It's full of <laughs> yeah, shit. And next well, thing, not for long. Not, oh, next thing you know, the guy it, it just throws a trash bag out. He's like, littering too? What the fuck? Forget about it. I like how he forgot about the littering because he just <laughs> throws a trash bag into the wind. He's just like, fuck that. Plastic's fine. Environment loves plastic. But you know, first, I think he got scared and wanted to throw him off because he, he sensed Seagal was going to kick his ass behind him. Maybe. For daring to have kill him all at God's sort of mouth. That might be it. That might be it. So... Yeah, it just happens this fucking goon who wants to kill him all and sort him out like God sort him out throws a perfect German shepherd puppy out the window in a trash bag. Yeah. So Seagal, sensei, of course, being the environmentalist he is, picks it up, takes the dog out, throws the trash bag dog into the wind. immediately falls in love with him. Immediately. And Seagal's just like, hey, I think I had a kid back here once. It's probably still comfortable from him. Throws him, throws him in the car. He's just like, let's go, bud. I'm gonna call you Coraggio. I'm gonna call which, you, t- which which means courage in <laughs> Italian. I'm gonna call you Tony because I always wanted to have a son named Tony. Yeah, that sounds familiar. That name. <laughs> Why does that sound familiar? And then he goes, forget about it. Forget about it. <laughs> so yeah, he's a great guy. Not only is he like the best, he's an animal lover too. Yeah, he's beyond reproach. I forget what this crime montage was. He just takes it to the streets, and he's just driving around the oh, streets. We're seeing people fucking blowing people that's, out on the street. That's right. People shooting up heroin to the sweet sounds of the Beastie Boys. No sleep till Brooklyn. Oh, man. Murray really <laughs> Murray brought it up. He's like, I think we have to use this song as our uh, uh, as our opener. I was like, I just I can't stand this song. Oh, like, it's, it's, it's right there with, uh, uh, what's the other? No, Fight for Your Right to Party. Yeah. There are two well, songs by the Beast Boys I cannot it, listen to. This song to. was so like, like it was like five years earlier when this movie came out. I don't know why they even. Oh, Brooklyn, obviously. Yeah, it's he's, exactly he's not sleeping that. until Brooklyn. Yeah, and so we just see basically like how good a cop is he? Because Brooklyn seems pretty crime infested. <laughs> I know that's what I was thinking this whole time. It's like it is everywhere, every street in. Every scene Seagal is driving, there is a crime happening. And it's not just jaywalking. It's straight up, like, murdering people, 
you want like talk, rape you want happening. About criminals. He stops, and there's this kid selling seltzer with no license. Yeah, his name was corner. Seltzer. And he's like, kids love fucking. Everyone loves Seagal, and he's like, they do. And, uh, <laughs> I, this is one of the lines I'm sure Seagal like popped in there. This kid has to go, Gino. Thanks for getting my mom cleaned up. I know. And he's like, Seltzer is on me. No, 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 I'm going to pay. Yeah, Seltzer. <laughs> I mean, I've seen, we've Seltzer. all seen I'm the... Take, as yeah. I take a swig. It's yeah, Seltzer. it's right. As we've all seen, that would work today. You could put some White Claw in that cooler. You could put some fucking LaCroix in that cooler. It was a New York Seltzer, because that was like a brand that was kind of hot around that time. I don't think they even make New York Seltzer anymore. Were you people drinking Seltzer in the early 90s? Yes. Really? It was called New York Seltzer. Wow, that's fucking weird. I hate seltzer. I can't stand it. Yeah, I mean, it's like I'm trying to drink more water, and this is kind of like in between. You can't drink water. No, it's just, I need that fizz. Really? Yeah. Dude, I drink something like 128 ounces. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. Back to the movie. You do suck. I'm so Seagal. So the kid is like, he's like, hey, you see anything? You see Richie? Let me know. A little more foreshadowing. But it's also playing into his, I know everybody in the neighborhood. Also, that kid had one six-pack. You don't sell six-packs at a corner. You sell them one well, at a time. Know. You saw that he had, a, he had a cooler. Maybe he had more in there. No, you can see in the cooler. There was one six-pack. Well, he sold his last one. I studied this scene. It was his last one. You know he was just hoping that Seagal would come by, ask for a six-pack. And you know how he told him to pay for it? Five dead George Washingtons, please. You said it that awkwardly? Yes. Five dead George Washingtons, please. <laughs> well, I mean, he said it in a horrible <laughs> act. Fifteen. <laughs> I can't do it. And then he went Brooklyn in the house. Forget about it. Can and I get my he, change? Forget about it. And then he, never, he never drinks those seltzers. So I want to point that out. No. But I did like the Maybe continuity that the seltzer water was in the car the whole time. Oh, I didn't. I Murray, I was very concerned about the <laughs> seltzer, and I shit you not. So, so there's more of them driving. Chick's like, I'll suck your dick. <laughs> Dude, that chick didn't just, he, he, he like slowed She's down. like, I work at Kroger. <laughs> and he's like, I bet you do. He's, he slowed down because another person needs to tell him how beautiful he is. That you know what Tony's got to have a rough life because that kid's got to be beautiful, right? So Skull's probably slapping him all the time. He, 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 why? Because he doesn't want his kid to become a tyrant. Exactly. Because he knows he he could have been a down. He could have been. His dad must have beat him yeah. too. No, he was perfect. <laughs> he was perfect. So uh, yeah, the, the prostitute is just like, let me uh, pull on that sweet Ning Chen you have hanging off the back there, and I'll suck your dick. So. Seagal laughs it off, dries off. I'm a married man. Sees these two old drunk people, and he's like, did you hear what she said? No, what did he say? He says, could have sucked my dick. He says, I work at Kroger. I suck dicks. <laughs> and they share a laugh together. He's just a man of the and people. As, he, as luck would have it, Richie shows up. He's looking for a crew. Why, I don't know. Because he, we need more people for Seagal to kill, apparently. I, I, don't, protection. Yeah. I don't know. But he's, he's throwing money around. He's like, hey, man. And they're like... You throw the Benjamins, the th- the five dead George Washington, five dead Georgies. people, they'll do anything. And so, fucking, and and how about that beater car he was driving too? Like, <laughs> he was driving a shitty car, yeah. And so Gino spots some. Oh shit, it's Gino! 
So they jump in the car. It's like take a clown off. car situation at this point. <laughs> they're just, like they're just swapped in there. And then <laughs> for some reason, like Gino's like in another. He's like uh, in a like a lane that has nothing with speed bumps. So yeah, just like bouncing and shit. <laughs> it's horrible. Great, great suspension though. There's a nice eight minute chasing. And there's there's a scene where the guy literally goes. He's too good. I can't lose him. I know. Oh, my God. Because Richie is just fucking rocking that crack pipe. So he is out of his gourd. And he's yelling out, like, you need to lose him now or you're going to forget about your life. Gino is too good. I just don't know where the, luck the, would have know it, the wheel. There's a guy in a semi who's, like, backing up. At 90 miles an hour. <laughs> and they get, they get past him, but he blocks off Gino. So they're like, let's head to the deli. Get in there and we'll set up shop. So, of course, Gino apparently heard that because he follows him straight Bro, to the Gino's deli. Gino's so great. He's still, still, even though he got blocked, he still it's killed still, him. It's still his name, Chen senses, man. Yeah. He just whipped it back and forth really quick, and it made a and sonar it, type like a divine, vibe. It's like a divining rod with it pointed <laughs> in the right direction. <laughs> so, yeah, so they, they come to the butcher shop, and they all, they, they're all yeah, set. It's, there's stacks of cans everywhere, so perfect hiding spots. It's hide-and-seek right. time now. hide behind a salami. Richie yeah. fucking takes off for the back. Yeah, and so Seagal, he shows up. Richie sneaks out the back immediately. And Skull's just like, hey, what are we doing here? Uh, I think I want a couple of uh, slums. And you know what? I'll just go ahead and take this clip out of my gun and <laughs> take all the bullets out. I don't out. need to shoot nobody. I don't need to shoot nobody. So we stepped. As soon as that happens, if you're a normal person, you think, okay, I got him now. Yeah, I got the advantage. We got him. So they, cu- they come at him with meat cleavers. Dude, the first guy he grabs, he's swinging. And Seagal somehow evades it and then thrust that same cleaver with the same motion into his thigh. That was badass. I loved it. Well, fuck. He, what are you talking about? He, he chops the guy's fake rubber hand to a wall. Yeah, there's that too. Like the worst fucking rubber hand. Okay. So the guy's stuck to the wall with a meat cleaver through his rubber hand. Yeah. And of course, there's a scene where two guys come at him at the same time, so he just dodges out of the way, and the right. two guys clunk into each other. There's also a great scene where there's the, there's the hanging, like, uh, cured meats. So he grabs a couple of them, and he uses them like did he, he do, did he do a Captain America? Did he, he beat did. him with some meat? He beat him with some meat. And, and then, so he takes care of all the goons. Then the guy behind the counter whips out a gun. Yeah. And he's like, he's shaking because he's terrified. So Steven's got to do his you usual. Do you what do you do think? This? You are some kind of big boy? You want to you wanna come play not in the sandbox? Scared. There's a gun in his face. Not scared at all. Oh, yeah. You see, you see that pillowy jacket. It's just like... Ugh. And he goes, I don't hey, even know. What's over there? He goes, huh? And then he just touches. He doesn't Dude. yank the gun. He just touches it and then takes it out of his hand gently. You gotta, you gotta like create new verbs for things that are happening when Steven Seagal is doing a scene that he is just erect about. It, there's no words to explain it. It's, it's a whole different aura. So, and while, while that's going on, we see Richie sneak out the back, jump back in his car, and take off. So it was just enough time for him to get away. So, Sensei, a little disappointed, but apparently he's like, forget about it. I'll get him next time. <laughs> I'll get you, Dr. Claw. So, you know, he's got this dog that he forgot about that he like, needs oh, to remember yeah, about. probably need to eat. So I'm going to go to another bodega. Another bodega. Where, of course, they know him. Oh, Gino, Felino. Oh, whatever you need. Of course, it's all on the house. He's like, I, I need some dog food. Where's it at? Show me your dog food at. And he shows him, and he's like... This ain't that Jersey dog food. Is it? <laughs> this isn't from Jersey. Because I don't want no radioactive shit in my dog. 
He's uh, like, no, no, this is the good shit. We save it for just for you. So he walks. This ain't, this ain't fucking, uh, what is that, blue buffalo which is killing dogs. He's like, this is great. I don't know. I, I, I'm afraid of reading dog news facts because I'm pretty sure I'll find my dog's food on. Blue buffalo is like making dogs' hearts explode. Yeah. So he's got his dog food. He's throwing it in there like, hey, bud, Tony, I, I can't remember what I was going to call you, but, man, great name. I got, you, I, I got you food. I got you everything. And next thing you know, the Don walks out of the dark. I didn't know Don's operated hey, this like, way. I hate to bother you. This oh. is... Okay, I'm sorry. Don comes out, shakes his hand. Seagal shakes his hand. And then the guard comes in to separate Seagal from... And Don's like, no, it's okay. He's with me. It's like, you embraced him first. Like why? Why did we have well, this to? This is the under Don. This wasn't the main Don. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm. And I'm so. Was conf- it? Was it? I thought it was the guy that was talking shit about his hair earlier. Was it the other Don? Because there was like all these gray-haired Italian guys. Dude, so I can't keep them in track. The one he talked to right now. Yeah. No, it was not the okay. gray-haired guy. He does not talk that gray-haired guy because you know he would have broken his hand. Yeah. But yeah, they, so they're they're getting together, and they're just discussing about. Uh, more of the Richie stuff. I don't even remember what they disclose here. But it ends up leading us to a very important pool hall and character that is just going to be beat up in on. in a very important location because we see it 20 times. 20 times. And even, a, like I said, important beating stick because all this man does is get his ass beat. Well, this scene, I think it's the mob t- stops in, right? Before, I think this is the mob talk. Drops in and yeah. tells Vinny, "Yeah, we're looking for your crazy ass brother. I don't know where he is. We get up out of Brooklyn. Yeah, this is and this is that. So they slap him around a little gently, and they're like, you let us know if you see Richie, we'll fucking kill you. Of course, like, I'll do whatever you say. Of course, our sensei, he knows everybody in the neighborhood. Who would that include? Richie's parents." So he heads over to their house, knocks on the door. Hey, I smell meatballs. It's me, Gino. I'm coming in. So the mom's like cooking this big ass tub of meatballs. Of course, it's a goddamn. It's not even a like a stovetop. Like, it's like a like, burner in the she's floor. Like Italian cliche from 1920. Like it's like <laughs> she's stomping wine while stirring fucking she's meatballs. Like, I know my son is a piece of shit, <laughs> but he's my only son. Please, Gino, whatever it does, will kill him. Hey, tell me where he is. That's all you got to do. Tell him to turn himself in. Gino, I wish you were my son, but this is the only thing I could produce. I e- know he's garbage. Even the dad comes out. He's like, I had like four kids. I don't even remember the name. Gino, I wish you would just let me adopt you. Let's get this all over. With- no, it's not going to happen. I'm my own parent now. <laughs> I adopted myself. We don't we hear about Gino's parents. So I think he adopted himself. He's just there. Tell him to turn himself in. I won't kill him. Yeah. Yeah, right. So our villain, Richie, what's he been up to? He's probably hitting that pipe, maybe looking for some action. Stop. Yeah, he stops at an old flame of his. By old flame, I mean a, a fucking drugged up prostitute he used to fuck. Played by Juliana Margulies, who was uh, in ER and some other shit. Big TV star. Mm-hmm. And her first role, actually. And so, you, you, what do you do when you, you're a prostitute that was sucking dick for crack money? You're cleaned up. 
you teach people how to read yeah. or speak English. I don't. I didn't get what you, it was. You, did you notice the book she was using? It was Corvus's book. It was Corvus's ABC book. She yeah. she stopped yeah, on. She stopped. If you want to learn? You know, you don't know how to. Re- you don't know what reading is. Yeah. You go to ABC. You book. don't know what the American alphabet is. That's and where you learn. She goes. This word here is Nagy Hot. Nagy Hot. She stopped on man for a very long time. And so Richie comes in. You can tell like she's that she's closed that chapter on her life. She wants yep. to move on. But Richie's like, you a whore, and you always be a whore. She's got big dangly cross earrings. And yeah, show should, that she's like. You yeah, know, and changed. Richie was just like, oh, you think you're some kind of woman of God now? He's like, you're a whore. Yeah. And he's just mocking her and shit and terrorizing her. Th- I. Was, was that just some random girl? Was that her younger sister? I don't know, but he's basically making eyes like he's going to rape her, and she's just like, Richie, Richie, calm down. Yeah. yeah. She knows how to handle Richie. She doesn't want her, her sister, daughter, whatever the fuck she is, to get raped. Yeah. So she's like trying to calm Richie down. I, I, I didn't know who this character was. They only set her up for a later scene, so let's go ahead and cut away. Our man sensei, he's left the parents alone. He's eaten a few meatballs. He drank a few of the homemade wine. He said these are pretty yeah, good, but I'll yeah, forget I about them. He had one and a half seltzers. One and a half seltzers? Oh, okay. I didn't notice it missing for his in his... Di- for his digestion. Did they give him the seltzer? Because I didn't notice any of his six-pack missing. Yeah, but they were empty. Oh, they're just empty? He, he just left them there? For the, for the deposit. Oh, of course. Murray, he is environmental. So... Sensei's get out of the pool, where we know that Richie's brother, Vinny? Vinny. Vinny is at, and he's going to... He runs the bar. He's going to grill everybody in this fucking bar. Well, then this is like Seagal, obviously riffing at this moment. This is not... This couldn't be in the script, because it's such a genius. He's just... Yeah. He's like Don Rickles on it. Like, you know, he's just fucking ripping on people. For me, a fan of Reno 911, it was a perfect Reno 911 skit. The sissy hair guy comment guy's there. Oh, yeah. We got one guy with tattoos whose colorful name is Tattoo. Oh, very good. We also have a guy named Sticks who we'll see why he's called Sticks later on. Oh, my God. He was wearing the fucking windbreaker and everything. he, like, well, hey, this is the early 90s, racial stereotypes. Even though they're mob guys, he's the one Asian guy in the bar who knows martial arts. Of course. And he didn't speak a lick of English either. He didn't have one line. He didn't have one line. He speaks. Maybe he needs to record his book. That and that could so help. Richie's just like, "Hey, you uh, take my wife, please." And he's just ripping on everybody, and everybody they're terrified, but they're playing like they're not scared. Yeah. And he goes behind the bar. There's like this seven year old bartender with a walker, and he like <laughs> he like points out, he's like, "Hey, what's all these like? There's like a like a boxing belt and gloves and shit." He's like, "Who owns all this shit? What is this shit?" He's like, "Is that yours?" Yeah, I was the welterweight champion <laughs> in 1932. Oh, yeah? Well, do you think you can plant one on this chin, old man? And then the guy goes, and he feebly puts <laughs> out. And then fucking Seagal just hammers him in the fucking face. He rocks him. And then after he's done with that, he's walking down the bar. There's beer set up. It's a bar. He's throwing the beer. What is this shit? What, is, what are you guys even drinking that, here? That's his mo- it's his moon. Uh, um, way he interrogates people because he does that later on with Patty too. Yeah, but he just throws shit everywhere. It just makes yeah. a mess. So it's very improv. You can tell. You can yeah. tell, and you can tell everybody hated him for doing this because they're like, "You didn't tell us he was going to do this." Right, because, We're so because if they have to do another take, they have to fucking put everything back. And before we get to this capper for this moment, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and just play this clip here. Hey, hey, hey. 
the fuck out of here. Hey, hey Benny! What the fuck? What do we got here, huh? What is this shit, huh? Huh? You crazy man. Come on, man. Whose hot dog is this, huh? Is it yours? What's the deal with the fucking hot dog? I don't know. Wait, there's no... There's no establishment of a kitchen in this place, oh, no. and yet there's just a hot dog laying out. A, well, he's, he's speaking for us because he's like, who's hot dog is it? He might you be. Know? But, Murray, this also brings me into the other point, the Billy Drago School of Hand Acting. Use I, what I, you have in front of you. You're right. Yes. But I also told you, this comes with a black belt style, like a belt style system. Egg is number one because you have to both be... Uh, you have to be... At the top of your game, yeah. Use an egg. Your chi, your sensuality, and your mumbliness need to be in perfect harmony in order to caress an egg the correct way. Sensei Seagal is at an eight, and it's about a twelve level system, so he's still really far down there. But he's working at it. He's working at it, but he flings that hot dog around. He tosses it in a whiskey glass. He shoots it. That is it for tattoo. He is like, hey. You didn't have that gun, you wouldn't be talking any shit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, this is the fifth time I'm gonna do. I'm this. surprised he has a clip in there anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> he never picks it up. He doesn't. It is, it is, His trunk's probably just full of clips. extra clips. <laughs> and he just takes the clip out, takes and he's like dislodges the yeah. one bullet in the chamber. There's one. He does it 94 times. And the the guy that called to say he comes here like a sissy. He's there. He's like, I'm a made man. You ain't gonna do shit. You to ain't me. gonna touch me. And he just pops him right in the face. Oh, that was good. And, and There's another man leaning it, back in a stool. He kicks the legs out, lets him fall. Yeah, and like he breaks the fucking mob guy's nose. But he, what's he gonna do? Run the mob? Terrified of Gina. Absolutely. And also, the Dons love him. So it's gonna so be like uh, while he's doing it and he's talking, he grabs a billiard ball, starts bouncing it off the ground, and then he grabs a towel and he's like, as he's talking, he's. He's doing that Billy Drago hand. He's, he's distracting them. He's yeah. putting the billiard ball, wrapping it up in He's the... kind of keeping it hidden, though. Yeah. They don't really well, know. Well, they're so mesmerized what he's saying, they can't see yeah. what he's doing. And so then Tattoo goes, gets his face. He's like, redneck fucking dude. Why is he at like a mob bar? I don't know. I am. He's, he's a biker there. dude. He's like, fuck you. I'll fuck you. Oh, you fuck me up? I'll fuck you up. And he just whips that fucking billiard bar in his face, busts dude. his teeth out. Tattoo actually, I'm sorry, this was so cool. Tattoo comes at him. He punches him as he's running by, and then in the same like whirl of emotion, he whips it around and hits him in the face. It was the dumbest, like craziest thing. So they're like, "Oh shit, we got one of those kung fu guys here." Yeah, hey, sticks. Take care of him. <laughs> so sticks with his aquamarine. They almost had a sale in aquamarine tracksuits. So it's like half the guys are wearing this. It's probably the same one. They were just like, "Hey, you guys are about <laughs> the same size." It and he runs down. He's got his stick. So he's like, oh, you got a stick fight, yeah? And so just to really set the scene, they're fighting in between two pool tables. Yeah, so so Seagal, Gino, grabs a pool stick, snaps it. So he's got his sticks. Yeah. And then they just go to town. I thought he started with one, and then the sticks actually he, broke he it. He might have done that. I think yeah. that's what happened. Either way, these go it, it is. It is like... 45 seconds I might okay I'm sorry if I have the clip I'm playing it in the background here or I'm making space for it because it's so fucking funny to me Seagal is just basically showing off his hey, come, on, come on come on man come on 
Come on, sticks. Get on, sticks. Good ball, man. Come on. Come on. Hey, come on. Get in, come on. Get in. Get in. Get in. Go, go. Focus your fucking eye out. Focus your fucking eye out. Come on, you got it. You got it. You got it. You got it. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. I just, I, I fucking love the fact that multiple times in this scene, it goes to like either a, okay, you rarely see them both in the same shot. Did you notice that? Yeah, I did. Because you, uh, you see, very much stunt man. You see Seagal like just like drumming the air, and sometimes you see the Chinaman drumming the air. And he, of course, he takes sticks out. He best sticks. It sticks. Sticks is called sticks for a reason. Because yeah. all he can do is fight with sticks. And yeah. He still beats them. Still beats them. So he punches the made man, and he's like, "Hey, everybody, you tell your bro Richie, I'm looking for him." Yeah. Turn himself in. So we need another, we need another montage. It's oh, it's been hot. That scene was way too hot. So we get the police. They're fucking busting down doors. Everybody in Brooklyn is looking for fucking Richie. Yeah, so they're hitting up all the mob. Uh, like, these are supposed to be underground organizations. They look very underground. Well, we know where mobsters hang out. Titty bar. Yeah. You know what I, I noticed? So I'm, I'm sure your business will never get involved with the mob. I didn't see one underground fight ring. No, not at all. We're too, we're too smart for that shit. Yeah. So they go to the titty bars. We go to everywhere where scummy shithead people hang out. Even uh, senseis drive in the streets, which, yeah, according to is. everything we've seen in this movie, Brooklyn's just crawling with prostitutes it's, and it's drug like dealers. From New York, dude, it's just filth. That's <laughs> why I can't do it to you. Bite my, bite my arm. <laughs> so yeah, so another montage of just filthy people doing <laughs> filthy shit. And then, uh, so uh, the the Dons, they're getting worried. They're like, we got to take care of this Richie shit, like because they're, they're we're I mean, of course we're doing everything in plain sight, but they're they thought they thought they were underground, but cops knew where they were, so they're getting worried. Their business is getting hit. Yeah. So down the Don, the Don Don finally yeah, the, who looks who looked like Ronald Reagan. Yes. He's like swimming in his. Yeah, pool, I was gonna say, is this a swimming scene? <laughs> And the guy's like, forget about it. This Richie thing is out of control. Forget about it. Brooklyn. And he's like, I hear you. Gino, you tell. You ask him. <laughs> even the Don is scared. He catches himself. He's, oh. Gino's not even in the room, and he's scared that Gino I, might I love it. this because you, 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 it's, hard, it's hard to get through on a podcast, but he does say, you tell, and then it cuts to all of the henchmen <laughs> around him and their faces. <laughs> They're, they're like, wait, we're going to tell Gino what? And he just goes, I apologize. I, so like, this uh, air. Uh, yeah. And then he's like, you ask him if he'll meet me at the restaurant. Because, of course, all we learn from Godfather, all meetings happen in a restaurant. Yeah. You got to talk. You know why? Because for some reason, you can't uh, bug a restaurant. I don't yeah. know why that is, but that's a rule. It's a that's law. Right. You cannot bug a restaurant. Huh. Wow. So, Sensei agrees. Shows up at the restaurant. I don't. Did they, was there, how does he find out? Is this Chang? Chang <laughs> he just wiggles it around, and he's like, "Don needs to see me." And the Don is like, "Look, we're doing everything we can." Maybe he was just hungry. <laughs> we're looking for. We're looking for Richie. Well, you're the first to know if we find him. You're like family does, you know. And he puts out and he touches, he caresses that hand. Caresses he, he, hand. he he he's just. 
Duh. Oh, Gino. That very how's that? How's I that? Think, you know, I heard that was actually a hand double. That was that was Billy Drago's hand. That was Billy's. That's oh, how, you know how how sensual it was. Yeah, I was gonna say no man could act that well with Steven Seagal's that's hand. Was, that's why it was a close up. Yeah, that makes sense. And then. Then uh, I mean they're just kissing his ass. God, I I'm sorry. I bet that was a fake hand. I bet that's why they did us. They did that close up. It was probably you know what it was because I knowing cigar like I do. It was probably like a female hand because he's not letting some guy touch his hand. Yeah, I I 100 believe this. We were making a joke about it, but it's probably so true that he would not have his hand being caressed by another man. And he just basically tells his daughter, "Fuck off." He's had it. He's been yeah. searching for Richie. It's been like. 12 hours. Yeah. By this time, he usually he's murdered whoever's done any crime. Yeah. So he just walks out and huff. He's like, you know, fuck you guys. I'm out of here. So the guy runs. Like, wait, 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 Gino, please, please. Let me, let me, let me, like, apologize. And then I just want to point out also, Steven Seagal, I think every about 10, 15 minutes, he, to show how, like, how real Italian he is and from the streets he is, he, 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 that's a little like story about the about the old yeah. days. He does the this old neighborhood. It's a good way of instead of giving us forty five. By the way, this movie was supposed to be two hours. There's that much left on the floor, but he's constantly got to pepper in these little things of his past to give it's you building character. It, it, I would rather they do this than a fucking thirty minute like <laughs> flashback or something. So always, not only are they great stories, yeah. but there's also a moral behind all of them. Okay, so you learn. So Steven's got this guy outside. He sits him down on the patio, and he stands over him to look like a real man. Right. What is he? What does he tell him? Like you know, I remember, you know my uh, uncle uh, Penny. I know he was some weird fucking name. He was like he, it did end in knee though, <laughs> yeah. so that works. So I'm gonna say Penny. Penny He's works. Like you know, he was a made man. He was. He was made. And Tippy top. When I was nine years old, he said, hey, hey, Gino, we can go to a movie. What do I know? I'm a kid. I, I, I go to a movie with him. So we go. As we're going to the movie, he spots this guy. He owes him money. So he grabs him. This guy's a, this is a grown man. This is a made man himself. He just grabs him, beats the shit out of him. What? Throws him into the trunk of a car. What? No way. And then we just go to the movie. What? So I'm at the movie. I can't pay attention. I don't know what the movie. I think it was Star Wars, but I couldn't pay attention. I'm thinking, what the fuck are we going to do with this guy? He's like in the trunk. Jesus. So the movie ends. We go out. He opens the trunk. The guy's scared shitless. What? What did you do, Sensei? Well, you know, I'm nine years old. What? So the first thing I do, you know, like, what, what am I? Am I scared? He's like, Yo, he was like, you, were you scared, Sensei? And he's like, I got fucking Uncle Penny here. I didn't give a shit. So I was like, hey, get the fuck out of here. Oh, my And the guy, God. mind you, he's a made man in the trunk. He runs like a bitch. Never, he runs straight to Jersey in that radioactive dog food. Oh. Never seen again. And the oh. guy's just like, dude, can you tell me that again? He's like, I don't have time for that shit. But basically, what we learned, even at a nine-year-old, everyone was scared of Gino Foligno. Yeah. And then he, then he goes... You know, the world, karma, fucking all this shit. I should have been a maid. I should have been Don. Should have been. But God, you know, the mysterious ways God's works, he made me a cop. world's crazy, ain't it? Ain't it? So, our boy Richie, what's he been up to? I'm guessing smoking crack. Well, he's definitely hitting the pipe, but he's going to go check in on his little Vietnam buddy who's got a chop shop. And his buddy's coming. Hey, Richie, what are you his doing here? In a wheelchair. 
It's so cool to see you again. What do you want? Yes, there's booze like, over there. And he's like, I need a place to fucking hide. The heat's on me. And he's like, okay, whatever. Just hang out over here. So now we know he's at Chop Shop. Because there's a lot of jumping scene to scene. To yeah, scene to we'll scene. do our best. There's a lot of jumping around here. Because now we're going to jump to Sensei Seagal. What's he got going on? Well, he's talked to everybody in Richie's family. Except oh. for his sister. Oh, Patty, I, who runs, Patty, of course, who runs the the most the biggest bar the club in Brooklyn, and Sensei immediately walks in. He goes to the bar. You know, he's trying to act cool, even though he's got this pillowy, fucking ridiculous shirt on. <laughs> What's going on? Cat loves you this week, and he goes to the bar, and immediately a waitress comes no, over. No, no, before that. He intimidates not one, but two bodyguards. No. Oh, that's because right. He's got to go to the VIP section. Yeah. So the guy's like, hey, are you, do you have your credentials or whatever? He's like, here's my credentials right here. And just grabs his dick. Yeah. And the guy's like, whoa, I don't want that shit. <laughs> he and he make- immediately backs off. And then he goes up, and there's a guy at the very top of the stairs. And he doesn't even say anything. He's like, this way, sir. This way. So, yeah, good call. Good call. Man, that, that dick-grabbing scene really got me. You see this? Four inches from the ground. Capiche? Forget about it. Forget about it. <laughs> Just a gentle slap. So, he sits at a table, and then this was a good fake-out, because I immediately, after watching him be a douche the whole movie, I'm like, okay, what would Seagal do? Yeah. He would have the hot waitress give his, her number to him. And that's what I thought this scene was, because she goes, your drinks are, I didn't order a drink. Yeah, but you're so awesome, we had to give you a drink. Yeah. So she puts a drink down, and then she pulls the drink off the napkin and says, Roxanne. 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 So I thought that was going to be her Put name, and her number was going to be on there. And then it's like, oh, it was just another you know, woman. It was a lead, yeah. yeah. But no, it, it, it plays. Remember that scene, guys. Uh, also, what to remember is the only thing Sensei Seagal remembered. She had huge nipples. Yeah, you could. I forget the line, but yeah, you, you could a- dial a phone <laughs> with those nipples. They are so hard. I wish that was not verbatim. Oh, there's another dude, dude gross can, fucking line dude, coming up just yeah, in a second. Yeah, in a second, dude cannot write a fucking joke. Yes. But it just turns out that and you know he was cracking up when he wrote. Oh that. my god, that was a classic. Like that cigar ad lib. He wrote that in the script. There needs to be. There's got to be like a yes man for him. There has to be a little person, not a, a literal little person, but a person who was like young and influenced by Sensei Seagal at this point, who just kind of followed around because he needed somebody to be like, hey, this is funny, right? They, there had to be. Whatever you say. I want to hear that person's story. Well, we're going to hear Patty's story. Cause Patty shows up, played by Gina Gershon from the classic Showgirls movie, and she's slumming, and she's like, He's like, hey, how's it going, Patty? And then here's a, uh, here's a great line. Well, I can uh, still get it wet. Yuck. What are you? T- I'm, I'm a 38-year-old woman. Still get it wet, people. That was a line in this movie. I still got it. Look at me. She's great looking. So, Of course she still gets wet. <laughs> for him. <laughs> and, well, yeah, I guess better than dry. But uh, So he's just like... <laughs> He does his patented interrogation move where he goes, just walks into her office and starts throwing shit everywhere. <laughs> Improv again. <laughs> and she's like, what are you doing? I just had the cleaning lady in here. Yeah. And, and this is like, after she offered to help. Well, she doesn't know anything because nobody knows anything. 
And I, th- I, I believe him because he wants to protect Richie. He's a fucking douchebag. Yeah, he really is. He sucks. And even though it's her brother, she's just like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, and he's just like, all right, well, he flips her desk over. Well, you tell him I'm looking for him. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't leave her like that. He fucking arrests her. That's later, I did, isn't it? No, it's right now. Okay. Yeah. Right, he, well, he's like, well, if you're not going to help me, I'm going to Yeah, he, for whatever reason, he thinks he's, she's withholding uh, information. And he arrests her with, yeah, and he just makes up charges. I remember that. Yeah, he gets so, he throws her in the cell. Prostitution. So r- r- we'll go back to Richie. He's at the chop shop hitting that fucking pipe. And not only that, not only, this shows what a bad piece of shit Richie is. Much like the, I was talking about the last Rambo, where it was it like, not the, not the one that just came out, the one before, where the bad guy, he's raped and murdered all shit, but he's also a child molester. But so this, Richie making fun of a crippled guy who lost his legs fighting for our country. Fighting for our country. And he's, like, mocking him. Didn't he, like, yeah, throw him it was, it was, let's get some chicks over here. Let's get you laid. He's like, Richie, you know I haven't been laid since 1969. I don't have a dick, Richie. Oh, yeah, forgot about that. Forget about that. Oh, no, Richie hits him with the worst jokes ever. Again, written by Sensei Seagal. <laughs> what have you been doing all these years? Jerking the gherkin? Whose hot dog is this? <laughs> like, why is there hot dogs <laughs> randomly placed in every scene in this movie? So cut, uh, cut back. We're constantly cutting back to Lee. Yeah, you know, we're, so, we're, sorry, guys. It's jarring. You're worried about Richie. It's we, jarring. They let you know. He's somewhere smoking a crack pipe. Yeah. That's all he's doing. And har- or like harming a, a crippled man. But so, sensei. Emotionally har- har- harming oh, him. Yeah, he emotionally. Yeah. Very much which so. Is, which is a lot of times worse. So our buddy, Sensei. He's got Patty back in a holding cell. He locks her in there. With a transvestite hooker. And she's like, you can't do this to me. We all know the law. I'm 38. I can still get it wet. I shouldn't be in here. I'm white. And he's just like, well, I think I'll take you up on charge 2204. 22, what's a 2204? And they cut to the transvestite hooker. Prostitution, <laughs> baby. <laughs> I can keep it wet, too. <laughs> And she's like, oh, Gino. So then he's like, I'm going to let you cool out here for a while. Checks out Bobby's desk. (laughs) This is like the classic scene. So, of course, he's a master lock picker. So he picks the lock. Every illegal substance you can think of is in this drawer. I know. I know. <laughs> he pulls out a baggie of cocaine. It is literally a garbage bag, and it is not <laughs> just like remnants. It is full. Stacks of money. Stacks. Some Polaroids. Of him and... Him fucking d- some chick. Some Bobby chick. fucking some chick. Oh, I wonder who that could be. I, I, I wonder who's taking the pictures. It could be his wife, maybe, or maybe that Rixa chick. Roka? Rika. Rika. Pulls out a fucking endangered snow leopard. Pulls why, out some why child pornography. There's like everything that's illegal is in this drawer. God damn, Bobby. What have you been up to, dude? <laughs> He's like, he was crooked. He's crooked. So he takes that. He takes a Polaroid. I think that's all he took. And then was he just puts a Polaroid. it in his blouse. You know so that? He, like, oh. he, he puts a stack of Polaroids in his blouse. Oh, my God. And of the, course he I'll does. Know, that's a recurring theme, too. He's like He finds Polaroids like Pokemon cards. He's just collecting them constantly. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> and so as he's sitting there, Rich's dad comes into the station, right. and he's ready to talk. He doesn't know what he can do, but he's like, Gino, 
Seriously, I meant what I said. I'll suck your dick if you'll be my son. This dude is obsessed with Gino. I'm sorry to use such such horrible words. He's so obsessed with Gino. Gino rewards him by arresting him for nothing. Yeah, he you, nothing. You're arrested because you're re, you're the father of a murderer. What he did was he threw the cocaine in his face or whatever that powder sells. It was like you came into a police station high on crack cocaine. I gotta arrest you. So, <laughs> so now we got them arrested. Let's go ahead and go Two back. People who've done nothing illegal, absolutely nothing, are in jail because Gino's got to find Richie because he's out for justice. Yeah, and so we'll go back over to um, the police. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, the chop shop where yeah. Richie just having more fun, just hitting that crack pipe, and uh, you know, there's some noises. There's some new noises in this scene. Well, a fucking uh, police raid is about yeah. to happen on the chop shop. And apparently they didn't check the back door because Richie just sneaks out the back door. Yeah. Before, I, I got to say, RIP to our, where our homeboy in the wheelchair. What was his name? Rogery. Rogery. Yeah. It's got to end in an E. So, so yeah, poor Rogery. Right before every uh, Richie flees, Rogery says, hey, was that hit on Bobby for you personally or for the mob? And Richie goes from smiling to you fucking scum fucky. Forget about it. I'm going <laughs> to just shoot you. Shoots him. And he's like, oh. oh. I didn't remember that he shot him. Yeah, he shot him. He killed that guy. Oh, I wow. fucking I felt so bad. I love Rogery. Cool. Poor Rogery, man. He had so much life to live. He had so much potential. He had so much potential. So they they flee out and uh, we'll cut to sorry it's jarring to um, I think it's um, Rich he's driving away and he's listening in on his police scanner yeah, yeah that's not really a cutaway that's more of a continuing and then but anyway gets like somebody's like hey uh, Gino your wife wants to talk to you and then she and as as this is going on I want to point out that as luck would have it Richie and the crew steal a car and just happens that police scanner in it. Yeah. So they're listening in, too. And she's like, yeah, I'm at your place watching our... Tony? Uh, what, what was that? What's your name again, kid? God damn it's I Tony. You were in my body for eight months, and I can't remember your name. Well, yeah. Lasagna? And e? meanwhile, speaking of forgotten things, we remember Caraggio, the dog. He's like, oh, yeah. like He just leaves a dog in the fucking car all the time. Dude, we don't. Do we've learned you don't leave a dog or a baby in a car? Right? I know No Retreat is the most offensive timeline movie we've done so far, <laughs> easily. But this one is a close second. How long has this taken place over? I think it's only two days. Yeah, I think it's one. But day. still, that dog needs to shit and piss. Yeah, well, he's, and he's just shitting in, maybe he's shitting in the <laughs> seltzer bottles. I don't know. He's like, he's like, what the fuck? Forget about it, Gino. I gotta take a shit. <laughs> I'm a puppy. I can control my bowels. <laughs> Did the dog just know I was so speak? He's so scared because <laughs> Corvus's book was in the back seat. <laughs> and like, uh, he's like, forget about it. He's like, you know, but he's so scared of fucking Gino kicking his ass. He's, he's shitting in the, the seltzer bottles. He knows he wouldn't harm him, but he's also so goddamn beautiful. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's a baby German Shepherd. Of course, it's beautiful. Like, I don't want you to beat me. I'm not a tyrant, dude. So now Richie knows where yeah. Gino's wife is at Gino's apartment. And Gino heads over, and he's talking to his wife. He's like, hey, how's the 
This this confused me. Speaking of like Norwegian restaurant, sort of confusing. Okay, I thought this was her place because she's like, you want to come up for an espresso? And it's his place. It's fucking his place. <laughs> what is this? So they they're separated. They have keys to each other's houses. They're trying to work you it know out. What? They probably live in the same building. She just lives in the Maybe. apartment across. That would that wouldn't be weird it's at like all. Friends. It's like friends. Oh, and so he's just like, yeah, I could go for an espresso because I'm Italian. Forget about it. Okay. <laughs> and so they go up, and then yeah, he he's like he he sits her down. He takes it to he takes it to the living room, and he sits her down on the floor, and he sits down on a high chair. And he looks down on her. Yes, and he tells her another great little story, little nugget from the old days. Like, yeah, you know. Times change. There used, to, there used to be this little old guy. There, okay, there was a good segue into it. Did you ever have a puppy when you were growing Again, they've left the dog in the car. Did you ever have a puppy when you were growing up? No, no, we are much too poor. Did I ever tell you we about could, how poor yeah, I was? Yeah, he's like, we could barely feed ourselves, let alone some fucking dog. Yeah. And he's like, yes. Yeah. We so were. He goes, <laughs> I just remember the old days. There used to be this little guy. He had this knife sharpening car, and he'd go up and down the street, and he would get, you know. You would get have people sharpen his knives, and yeah. then you know times change, and like next disposable thing, knife. <laughs> the fuck you? I know, knife? I know. What the fuck was that? <laughs> next like, thing you know, Gillette's opened up a shop <laughs> at every corner. It's like a fucking Rite Aid you know, today. They're just everywhere. Buy, they buy a knife, they use it once, they throw it in the trash, and this guy's whole life is in the toilet. I didn't even know this. He is an environmentalist. He's like, hey, just fucking throw all your shit away. You know who that guy, who that piece of shit was? That was my father. It's my father. Oh no. He was such a piece of shit. I'm glad I didn't turn out like him. Yeah. And he, this story just... I don't remember his wife's... Vivica? Vicky? Vicky. Vicky. Yeah. This it's story... I know that. Vicky is just like, you know what? It's been hard for me, but yeah, I'm wet. We got to call... Like, we still do that? We got to get married again. <laughs> we got to... She's got like... She's got her hand on his thigh like looking up at him. Oh my God. Know? It's horrible. And she's like... What are we doing? Why why are we getting divorced? You're the man of my dreams. He's like, yeah, I know. I seriously, I wish we were joking around about Seagal standing over people to, like, tell them stories. But he literally towers over his wife telling him a story about not being able to eat as a kid. So he's, she's like... We, can we, we fuck? Yeah, we got we got. Yeah, fuck. I think what's-his-name is sleep. Yeah. He's I gave a fucking dog. He's cool. He he's either got the dog, he's in the garage practicing his Bruce Lee or something, or we can fuck. Let's just fuck. And he's like, I could do that. But yeah, you know they have that. Uh, I I forget what that's called, the hammer lock or something, where it's like the whoop whoop. That's not a son of a lock, but it, it's like a little anvil thing, and it goes across the, the door stopper. Yeah, sure. Let's go with the chain lock. They hear the ch- they both hear it, the chain lock, and he's like, Vivi. Get down. He already knows. Just hearing that little like, noise. No, he goes, go get what's-his-name and get in the tub. Get in the tub right now. Yeah, what's-his-name. And then he actually puts a clip in a gun. He does. Oh, my God, you're right. He looks at the katana, puts the clip in the gun, and this says. This is where I was totally expecting the katana yeah, to come out. Yeah, not today, my friend. And he just starts. He doesn't know where anybody is. Guns them all from the outside. Fucking Nang Chen senses are kicking in. One person makes it in the house. 
doesn't even see Seagal. Seagal shoots him through a well, there, wall. Well, because there was that scene where he has like RoboCop vision, where he can see through the wall. You, you missed that scene. I really wish you you watch. Steven Seagal literally had a cop show where he they did a first eye view of him from his seat where he had Seagal vision and saw through walls. I wish I was making that up. Well, he does it in this one. Yeah, and he takes everybody out, and then one guy's left who's like they run out of bullets. They both run out of bullets. And he's like, hey, pig, what the fuck you going to do? I'm an unarmed man. You going to shoot me? Come on. Forget about it. Let's fight like men. And, and then Seagal, even though the clip's empty, he still takes the clip out. And then he grabs the guy. You know what? I'm not going to shoot you. And he throws the dude Just off the fire escape the, right through a window. They throw so many people through windows, and I'm realizing that now. So he throws yet another person uh, out a window. And then he said, Did you remember the shitty line he says? I think he was just like, I'm going to throw you out a window. <laughs> Nothing creative. He is that. like, hey, I hope you brought a jacket. There's a breeze on the way down. This guy's falling. So he calls in the cops, and yeah. they're like, uh, I don't even know. They're just like, Richie, you're awesome. Yeah. I'm not Richie. Gino, you're awesome. They, they just, he just says, like, hey, man, I need you to get some cops to my, my apartment. Okay, watch my, I, watch watch my kid. My, I, the my, wife? My, my, I think there's a kid here. There's a dog somewhere. Like, watch the dog. Hold on. <laughs> the dog's with me. Okay. Go to my Wait, apartment. Is the dog in my car? Wait. <laughs> Where what, is what, the what? dog? Wait. Wait. Watch <laughs> my beret. That's all I ask. Is this a call suffer from CTE or something? And they're like, we can watch the beret. Just do what needs doing. So the mob is currently at the fucking pool hall. This is the 10th visit to this fucking pool hall. And poor Vinny is already, like, his face is just destroyed at this right. point. His nose is broken. He's got the fucking Band-Aid And that's just nose. from working stunts with Seagal where Seagal did not light up. So those are real. Uh, he's just bleeding out everywhere. And they're beating the shovel. Where's your brother, Vinny? Like, We're going to be back in 15 minutes. We got to go upstairs to take a quick break. Find your brother. And so we cut back. Uh, Sensei, he goes to uh, Patty's club again. Check out the girl with the nipples that could uh, dial a phone. <laughs> yep, yep. Rotary phone. Fling. Like, hey, that would be tough. That's hey, actually a talent. Nippy. Come Nippy, here. come here. And she's like, yes? He's like, what's up with this, uh, this, this napkin you gave me? What's this Roxanne? Is that you? You want to fuck me? And she's like, no, no, well, I do. But no, she that's she was uh the uh, uh, fucking your buddy uh Bobby. Yeah. I oh yeah. Where's I, this Roxanne live? She's like, yeah, I haven't seen her in a while. She you know she usually comes in because she works with uh, Nips, and she's like, I can take you there. And he's like, you do that. So they. They go to the way. Oh, yeah. now, now we go back to the fucking pool. <laughs> yeah, we could have done this better. I didn't rewrite it. So we're just going to do it exactly as the movie does it. Richie finally shows up, and he beats his brother up. Yeah. And he's just there to get his ass kicked. And he's just like, I can't take this. Can you just turn yourself in? And he's like, you ain't no brother of mine. Slaps him some more. Yeah, just. As, as that's happening. The mob guy shows they're up there. You know, they had a drink up at the bar upstairs. Yeah, come back down, and Richie sets the trap and he kills everybody. And Vinny's freaking out. He's like, "The mob's gonna be after me! What the fuck?" He's just like, "Fuck you! We're taking off." So they take off. While that's going on, Sensei shows up at Roxanne's. Whoa! Place. 
They don't just take off. They, they fucking Richie murders them. All yeah, the mob guys. I thought I already said that. Oh, okay. Well, they do. They sh- they kill all the mob guys. Yeah. And well, maybe you're right. I didn't say it. But you get the point. <laughs> I don't think he did. They kill the mobsters. He, he kill, yeah, Richie hides. No, I, I think I did him. say it. But yeah, that's you why might Richie, That's why Vinny was flipping out. Yeah. Who cares? So It, it really doesn't matter. They, I, so Sensei shows up at Roxanne's. And he's just, he's like a fucking ninja. He's just got he's like he's got the shotgun. He's like stalking himself slowly. Goes in the bedroom. She, was she tied up? I know she was no, dead. No, no, she was she, she was just, just dead. She had like one little cut on her with one little trickle of blood. And he's like, ooh, I'm gonna vomit. And then he finds another Polaroid and he's like, puts it yeah. puts it in his blouse. Yeah, I want to point out Roxanne played by Penthouse Pet. Oh my Julie god, Strain. I, they don't do they don't do turn on turn on the house. Oh, but that's she too was bad. also Julie Strain was in a lot. She was in a lot of Andy Sedaris movies. I'm gonna put you on the spot. Guess one turn on she has. I'm gonna say fat guys who smoke crack. Okay. Oh wait, no, 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 no. Bobby, guys who wear uh, turquoise uh, jumpsuits. Jumpsuits. Well, sweatsuits. Yeah. Okay. Turn off. Um, fat guys just smoke crack. <laughs> wow, but she was that okay. Crack made you skinny. What was up with that? Yeah, I yeah. I'm not gonna question it. This was her. So he calls it in, and the cops show up. the The captain shows up, and we we learn because the Nang Chen senses are kicking in. He's like, "Look, I can tell by the rigmor state of rigmortis that she died 24 hours ago. That was before Bobby died." What the fuck's going on here? And he's like, I don't know. I just work here. I don't know. Yeah. And he's like, Will you look into it? I already know it's Richie. I gotta stop him. I gotta figure out what he is doing. Because I'm out for justice. And you know what Rick is out or Rich is out for? Some Rick of Putain. Yeah, like everyone just keeps going back and forth the same fucking place. I know. In this movie. So Rika goes Rika, back. He's like, hey, or Rich goes back to Rika's. He's like, you used to be a whore. Call some of your whore buddies up. We want to have a party. Yeah. She's like, okay. It's uh, my last night in town, and then I'm getting the fuck out of here. Uh, Just so happens that little seltzer kid, Piccarello, he notices, calls up the police station, relays the message, so we don't get it over to Sensei yet. And we just we continue to see uh, our boys partying. So Gino, he goes, he's like, "There's something going on here. I'm gonna check. I'm gonna go talk to Bobby's wife and see what's what's what." Yeah. So he shows up there, and he learns that she knew about him. Fucking this was the big him. reveal. This is the Columbo reveal. And she told we. What we learn is is that Richie used to fuck Roxanne, and now Bobby was fucking her. And I think they were fucking at the same time. Yes. And she found one of those Polaroids. So they're everywhere, man. He just scattered her everywhere. Yeah. And she, she's like, I just, I wanted to keep my marriage, but I was humiliated. So I just, I let Richie know about it. So he, I thought he was going to slap him around. I didn't yeah. think he was going to kill him. And he's like, and he's like, so then if we find out that that picture Back to foreshadow from the yeah. beginning that he threw on was one of the pictures of him. Fucking. Yeah, and his wife took it off him. So, of course, Sensei showed up at her house. She's All like, of "Oh this my shit god, could have been stopped if they she had just left that fucking yeah. picture there." Oh my god, Gino, thanks for showing up. It's so good to see somebody. Where's your purse? 
pushes her over, goes through her purse. This is how he I knew it. He just throws shit everywhere. Yeah, he just he just knocks shit over. It is very. I know you haven't seen this. Tommy Wiseau has this scene in uh, the room where he's just. Room. Oh, you did watch yeah, it. You made me watch. Yeah, it. that's right. Where he's just knocking the shit over at the end of the movie. Yeah. It's very akin to the bar scene and this scene. So, so he hops in the car and. As luck would have it, on the scanner, they're like, hey, we got this call from... Uh, Seltzer Kid? Seltzy. He says he sold you a six-pack of seltzer? Who the fuck buys a six-pack of seltzer? And we, we know where Richie is. He's here. You, We're giving you a 20-minute head start because we're scared of this guy. I, I Again, I don't know how the timelines worked out, but he actually got to connect to Seltzer Kid where he talked to him and told him, get the fuck out of that neighborhood. Forget about it. I Brooklyn. Anyways, so, so Sensei shows up. He's got his shotgun. He's at him. Rika's. He's got a shotgun. He's got his Nang Chen. Sneaks in the back. He sees, his dog is somewhere. He sees Rika's sister, friend, whoever the fuck, like hiding. Uh, yeah. He like pulls out his badge out of his blouse, drops a couple of those Polaroids. Yeah. Don't, don't look at those. <laughs> don't look at those. And he's like, I'm the law. Get out of here. Get out of here. And she sneaks out. And then he just goes to town and just fucking starts murdering motherfuckers. Yeah, he, he gets a co- he gets a quick count and realizes they can't do anything to me. There's only 18 of them here. Right. That's, like, that's nothing. And so that's this nothing. is where I want to compliment Steven Seagal. I don't think, any, especially for this time period, nobody had more brutal fucking horror movie level gory ass his final fights than Steven Seagal. Yeah. He shoots a motherfucker's leg off with a shot. Yes. Yeah, it's like it's like um halfway down from the knee. Just that whole shin and everything gone. That was awesome. Runs in a tattoo, just kicks him in the chest and kills him. Dude. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He had he had a like apparently they had a stand-up wall because they he like kicks him into one random brick wall in this building. And the guy cracks his head on it so hard, it's just like blood everywhere. You're right. This scene was fucking awesome. Yeah. And so everybody's dead but Richie. And Richie is he, he's smoking that pipe, so he's he's crazy. Yeah, he's he got, can actually beat Seagal. He's got uh, Rika in the back room, and he, he's like finally hearing it all. And he's like, fuck, I got to put my dick away. I got to get my, my piece out. And I gotta go deal with this. And then what? How does Richie? They just shoot at each other. Yeah, like it's one of those things where like Seagal flips over from like a table and he's shooting, and the bullets are going through it. He somehow dodges them all. He, get, oh, he gets shot once in the side. Oh, right he does there. get shot by him. Shot, yes. Okay. I think so. He might have got shot by one of the other goons. But he does point out he does get shot. Yeah. And shockingly, not in the shoulder. He gets shot, like, in the side. And Seagal, this time, has actually exhausted all of his bullets because they get up, and they're standing off, and Seagal is still holding his gun to his head. He's like, what are you going to do, shoot an unarmed man? I mean, come on, forget about it. And he's like, yeah, I think I will in your case. So he actually clicks it just to prove, because he knew, but he wanted him to have the fear that he's about to kill him with the gun. Yeah, it just clicks, and he's like, oh. I guess we have to do this the dirty way. He goes, those bullets just saved you a lot of pain. Oh, my God. What does that mean? I don't know. Because that would probably be far less painful than and what's about to happen. He just commences to just. It's wrestling. It's a squash. Yeah, it's a squash. It's match. a total squash. He just throws this fat guy around everywhere. The guy's blood spurting everywhere. And Richie gets one move in. 
and it's just grabbing the bullet wound, like sticking his finger in there. Yeah. And he slightly grims. Mm, and yeah. And just totally flips it back into. You know. He like throws him into the kitchen where Richie gets a hold of a knife. Well, and you're he, like, yeah, oh, a knife. oh, oh, shit. Richie's got a knife. <laughs> He's got range now. And he goes at him for one attack. Sensei easily dodges it, hits him in the back of the head, gets the knife, tosses it away. Of course, it sticks in the wall. There was like some kind of painting there. It's a bullseye in the painting somehow. And so he's like, fuck. He finds a table that he was just flipped into. He grabs a table leg. And he's like brandishing that. Seagal immediately gets him in an arm bar, grabs the fucking table leg, conks him on the head like it's a goddamn Bugs Bunny cartoon. Grabs a frying pan. And yeah, and then he gets the fucking uh, Richie gets a frying pan. Th- three times the charm? No, it's not. Disarmed again. Grabs one. Uh, what are those called? The uh, fuck, I forget. But yeah, throws his head through a window. Rolling pin. Grabs a rolling pin. Yeah. Same result. He just it's just like you said, it's a squad. What do you pin. think I am? A ravioli? Fuck you. And he's just like, and then when one fucking. Richie can barely stand now, but he sees a corner of his eye. There's a corkscrew. Yeah. Grabs it. I bet Mama Richie made the wine they were trying to uncork. It goes for Seagal. Seagal just grabs it out of his hand. Yeah, no big deal. Clunk. Corkscrew right right to the forehead. Right in the brain. Killed instantly. Sniffs the air. Oh, that smells like a nice vintage. I think I'll go ahead and cork this bitch back up. As, As that's happening, the mob underboss shows up. He's like, oh, my God, it's amazing. Only you could do that. Only you. And he's like, yeah, you know, you're right. He starts digging in his pants. And I was like, what is happening like, right now? you make me blush, Gino. Come on. Yeah, man. come on. I know no one's noticing, but look at these nudie pics on the ground. I'm a little hot here. I could dial a phone with what I got going on down there. <laughs> Good callback. But he, what Sensei's reaching for is his gun because he grabs his gun and he shoots Richie five more times. And he goes, you take credit for it. This will probably make you even a higher-made man. Cause I, don't need, I don't need accolades. I'm Gino Felino. So this ending was already hard enough for Seagal to do. So we just quickly is like, we're done. Let's go to a pier where everything is happy now. We don't even get the scene where there's like an ambulance and someone has like a t- uh, blanket wrapped around. Him. Always, that's another class. Yeah, kind of action for sure. Like the little girl yeah. and like Rika. Nope, yeah. they're fine. Don't worry about them. And you know what? Don't worry about the sun because they're having this beautiful moment at the pier, but the yeah. sun is not invited. Not the dog is, <laughs> The dog who they don't buy a leash or collar for. They just hold them. Because he trained them like that. It's, it's true. The dog... Dude, the dog was taking a shit in a fucking seltzer bottle. This dog is trained. <laughs> it is true. So the, they're, they're at Coney Island. He's got the beret back on, his dress beret. Yeah. And it's, they're just walking around and, you know, got hot dogs. Corn dog stand. He's like, who's that dog is this? And it's luck. What do you know? There's a beat to shit station wagon I like the, no cars on the pier or anything. <laughs> just this one car. Yeah, why is it on the pier? I don't know. I don't think you, I, I didn't think you could drive on the boardwalk. I didn't think so good. either. And, oh, my, what the fuck? Kill them all? Like, God sort them out? That's the fucking asshole who dumped the dog. Oh, uh, that's the litterer. So he's like, hold the dog. I have to, I have to straighten this guy out. So he goes up, and he's like, what the fuck do you want? Oh, you a guy that throws dogs like they're little? Yeah, you think you're some kind of tough guy? Oh yeah, no, that's that is the the guy's. I'm a, I'm a tough guy. I uh, I'll take you out. Do you want to deal with me? He's my 
macho man all of a sudden. Dude, I have very Ooh, little. Yeah. I have no voices that I can channel here. Tough guy, just, brother. just go with it. I'm a tough guy, brother. You want to go tangle with me, brother? Yeah. Do I want to tangle with you? Let me tell you, I'll tangle with you. Let me just go ahead and put this dog on the ground. And Guy takes a swing at him. He just ducks it, does a matrix move on it, kicks the dude in the dick. Oh, sir, thanks for the breeze. Here's here's the action, though. Kicks the dude in the dick. Guy collapses. And then, this, this is how amazing he trains. Like, you notice the dog pees like a person. Yeah. Like, the dog would just raise his leg. He actually gets up like a person, <laughs> like stands on his two legs. It's amazing. This is on the guy's face. They just have a great laugh and walk off. Vicky the is just like, we're going to keep that dog. The kid, fuck him. <laughs> Who knows what happens to the kid, but this dog is worth keeping. I'm naming that dog Tony. Oh, my God, Murray. We managed to do a whole hit piece on Seagal in uh, under 90 minutes. Thank fucking God, because I can't talk one more. I know. It, it's it's both wonderful and painful to talk about Seagal because it's so self-serving. All of his movies. Everybody loves him. Everybody wants to fuck him. Everybody sits down to hear his wisdom. Everybody thinks he's, he's the best. He's the be- he's, he is the best at everything. You know what I think bothers me the most? He never has a sidekick. Because what we've often noticed is that our heroes actually have a really cool sidekick well, that's often better. Later in his career, doesn't he? Because he did, he did Glimmer Man with uh, Damon Wayans. Yeah, but Damon Wayans doesn't outshine him in that. Well, cool. no, I'm just saying. Yeah. He gets a sidekick eventually. But what we're, you know, there's going to be more Seagal because we've got like five more Seagal movies I can think of in my brain that we have to do. But you know what? Let's put that disgusting behind us because we got a month of Speaking fun ahead of, of us. Disgusting. It's going to get spooky here. Right? Yeah, it's got to get spooky. Because if you're a longtime fan, you know every October it's schlock. October. I mean, we've done the one. So in that one October. Oh, some people are new. They don't know about it. They don't go back and listen to the old ones. Yeah. And so Golan Globus Theater becomes Golan Globlin. I think that's what we call it. Theater. Uh, yeah, which is the funnest name. I love it worked out that way. So we're going to be doing some horror movies. We're going to try to get some guests on. Well, we're good. We, we, it I sounds know, like we got two lined up. Two lined up. And they're great guests. And guest number one, we're gonna easy into it first. We're probably we're gonna. I don't. I don't know honestly what we're gonna do. We're I gonna, yeah. But we're gonna easy into it. We're gonna do an action horror the first. Speaking, we haven't done Seagal in a while. You know, we really haven't done in a while. Chuck Norris. Oh right. boy. So we're gonna do an oldie but a goodie. It's called Silent Rage. Chuck Norris. Very similar story to Hero and the Terror. Okay. Chuck takes on a homicidal maniac who feels no pain. I like it. And what I, you know what I like? The guests we're going to have on next week. Ah. We're bringing back my favorite guest. I call him Old Faithful because I can always depend on this guy. You already know him from our <laughs> Superman 4 episode or his own podcast, The Horror. Not Horror. The Geek <laughs> House. I, 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 I swear, Stuart, I pray I got that right. I don't want to disrespect you. Oh, I think it's man. a Geek House. Uh, Aaron, I just I just listened to it last week. I I, I forget names so easily yeah, though. I, I, I couldn't remember a single name from this movie. Well, he he does a lot of shit. If you really want to know what he's about, he's I've got, already I've already, I'm sorry. He has a, a website from page to screen, from page numeral yeah. to. That's screen. how I know it. 
front page to screen. It's our man, Stuart Bannerman. We love him. He's a great guy. He just seamlessly fits into our show. And he I'm, really does. I'm really looking forward to talking to him. I'm again. so excited. I got so many questions, especially after I listened to the last episode, and I told you about some of the things you yeah, said in it, yeah. and you've got some issues. So. There was an elephant in the room we didn't get to. Yeah. I was so upset with Seagal. I didn't want to like make no. myself super upset. We've got to save this for when it's two-on-one because I agree with Stuart on this and you completely disagree. Oh, I love how you try to pit me against Stuart when my beef is with you. It's not with Stuart. Oh, oh, okay, whatever. We'll I think well. I think he agrees with me, though. Yeah, we'll, we'll straighten it out. I'll, I'll, I'll sit you guys down like a little cigar <laughs> and look down on you and tell you the real deal. All that matters is we're fucking stoked for next week. Because I'm stoked for all next month I, because oh. we get to mix it up a little, throw a little horror into our action. Yeah, we just got off our metal week, but we're going into the horror week. Right. I love it. So oh, yeah, and I month. hope to hear from a lot because we, we have a lot of horror people on Twitter. So I hope they give us a shot. I mean, maybe they're just not into action, so they didn't listen to us. I hope they'll listen to these because they're good. So yeah, next week, Stuart, Silent Rage. See you then, and keep it warm. <laughs>